Welcome to the Repertory Podcast with your host, Karen Allen, where each episode takes you from case scenario to words, from words to rubrics, from rubrics to rep set, from repertorization to remedies, from differential to outcome, all in about 25 minutes. It's fun, it's quick, it's never the same. Grab your repertory, a pen and paper to take some notes, and buckle up. So I want to welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. This is our time to dive into the repertory and to actually find the things that it tells us that we might not have thought of on our own. And in this case, we're going to do a case where all the obvious remedies, well, maybe not all, but an awful lot of the obvious remedies have already been given by the partner of this very cranky person who is not really a fan of homeopathy, but is kind of desperate. So our client is a 42-year-old fella who works for the airlines. And prior to the onset of COVID, he was doing some work where he was based in Europe. And of course, the whole COVID thing happened and he was pretty much stuck over there and his partner was stuck over here and they were trying to work it out. Finally, he managed to kind of go around some other places working with the airlines because they needed him back here. And in order to get back into the country, he had to quarantine and he got vaxxed. He doesn't know which vaccine he got. He got the vaccination in his upper left arm. His arm began to hurt. First of all, it turned red. By day seven or eight, there was a lump, a red lump. He's like three or four days out of quarantine and he's finally gotten back home. And he's with his partner who is a third year homeopathic student. His partner gives him over the next two weeks, silica, ledum, heparsulf, graphites, tarantula cubensis, arsenicum, and lachesis. It's always useful when somebody's, you know, sometimes we hear, well, I took half the Materia Medica before I came to see you. It's actually really useful to know what didn't work because then we don't have to waste time on that. And we get to, you know, find some kind of good resolution. And these are kind of the big heavy hitters for when you develop a local infection or abscess after an injection or puncture. It doesn't have to have been a vaccine. It could be any, you know, he could have pronged himself on a piece of wire putting up fence. And so whatever it is, when you get a puncture, a wound that festers and that creates a local problem, those are all good remedies and none of them did anything. So now it's two weeks later. So it's three weeks from the injection. It's two weeks since he started having the difficulty with his arm. When I see it, the local area is clearly bruised. It looks the way that an old bruise does where it's kind of black and blue with a little bit of green. And there's little tiny uh, like petechia in it, which means that the blood is breaking down in this area. That's not a good sign. 
We don't like to see that. The specific spot where he had the injection has a raised lump on it that is about the size of a quarter. It is a dark red with four distinct heads of like white head kind of pustules. And it's very tender to touch. Yes. He says that he is very restless. He cannot sit still. He cannot lay still. He says he's like this at night too. He'll fall asleep and toss and turn even in his sleep, his partner says. His face is sweating. It's shiny and sweating. And he gets a few little rivulets of sweat. And I'm talking to him at the end of his days. It's evening, definite evening for him. And he says that after dinner, his fever comes up and he'll have a fever between 99 and 101 through the evening and through some amount of the night. But when he wakes up in the morning, the fever's not there. The fever comes up, his face sweats. He went to see his primary care doc who said, you have an abscess and prescribed Cipro, the, which is a very powerful antibiotic. And the last time he took antibiotics, it made him so sick for, for weeks, weeks, weeks. It took him a really long time. And he said, if I have to take the antibiotics, I will. But I really want to do anything I can to not take the antibiotics. Oh. That's why he's there seeing me. I ask him, what does it feel like? He says it burns like fire. So you can see why he was given arsenicum. He said it doesn't technically feel hot, but it feels burning. So what we have is a very specific etiology, localized swelling, a festering wound. And do you guys know what, what, in the repertory, do you know what the word carbuncle actually represents? What felon actually represents? What pustule actually represents? We're kind of going to differentiate between those. If you have a carbuncle, that means it is like an apartment building of pustules. You've got several of them clustered together. If you have a felon, that would be like a, an indented pustule, but there's only one of them. And if you have a pustule, there's only one, but it's usually mounded. Again, he's extremely restless for the last week. The fever comes on after dinner. His face sweats. Nowhere else on his body sweats. He's been diagnosed with an abscess. That's, that's our case. Guys, you ready? Let's, let's dive right in. So where do you want to start? Now, for those of you who might be new or newer to this, newer to the repertory, you may be finding that we are a little bit too quick and you can't quite jump into all the sections of the repertory. That's okay. Keep up where you can, dive in where you can, and you can always go and watch again the recording of this on the open access page for Trinity Health Hub. You'll have to register, it's free. And then you can look at it and slowly go through. Now, the more rubrics you look and find and look at every time, the better off you're gonna be. Skin eruptions from vaccination. Okay, so let's see, you're, you're on the right track. He's definitely got skin eruptions from 
a wound. Mm. Tanya says generalities, vaccination, ailments after. Here's where we're going to see a lot of the remedies that he's already been given, right? And this is a really good one to know about. I want to point out one of the remedies in here that very seldom shows up but is extremely useful is gunpowder. So we're going to grab that and put that in here. Now, because there's only 36 remedies in there. Vaccines are just one flavor of a wound that got opened up and some kind of ickiness got introduced. Find me a rubric that's a little bit bigger, a little bit more general to bring across the same idea so that we're not limited to just 36 guys, okay? Uh, skin eruptions burning. Yep. Uh, skin eruptions pain burning. What you got? Do you have a specific rubric? We've got skin pain burning. We've got skin eruptions carbuncle. So let's grab that. And we could also find pustules. Okay, so skin eruptions painful burning. How about that? Sometimes we have to we have to follow the track a little bit differently in each repertory. Let's, I think we've got the etiology, but I need another large rubric. This is only 36 remedies, guys, and I don't feel comfortable with that, especially not after seven great remedies have been given to this guy and he hasn't had any response. So we want a rubric for a, a wound. I want a rubric for a festering wound. Oh, Gina says, what about generalities, abscesses? That's great. And can we also find something in generalities specifically about the wound? Oh, this is really good, Aaron. Aaron has brought up wounds slow to heal, but that's not the situation. This is not slow to heal. It's the body naturally having a little war in his upper deltoid. So I would use wounds slow to heal like for somebody who had a C-section incision that six weeks later was still having trouble closing where granulation is not happening or where bones are not mending, that kind of thing. I'm not sure that I could say that that's what it would be here. Generalities, wounds, dissecting and festering. This is where something local is fighting. It's not a big rubric, but it's an important rubric to know about. Also, some of you guys had a rubric rubric about puncture wounds, wounds penetrating and punctured. So we can add some of those things together. So we could also use wounds separating, which means that there's infection in it. So now we've got this stuff about all these wounds, and we're going to add all of these things together. And this helps us to put together a larger set. Okay, we've got all of these different kinds of carbuncles. We know that there's an abscess. Right, so we've got fever, perspiration, restlessness. When does the fever come on? Gina says face perspiration. It's really interesting and individualizing that he only perspires on his face. He doesn't perspire everywhere else. He's only sweating then, right? So we've got face perspiration. We'll grab that. Aaron says fever remittent evening, which means that it's coming back each evening. How many remedies are in there? So if we look at evening, fever evening, 
we've got 147. Now, what I like about the rubric that Aaron chose is that it's uh, it shows that it's coming back every night. It goes away during the day, it comes back every night, but it's smaller. So we maybe wanna, you know, these rubrics like Quartan and Quotidian and Remittent, these are rubrics that are about specific patterns of the way that the heat presents itself. Now, what's the biggest risk for this guy? That his abscess is going to create sepsis. And we do not want that. As a non-medically licensed homeopath, I feel medically required to be responsible to say, I want you to fill the antibiotic prescription. I don't want you to take it yet. We have 48 hours. If anywhere within this 48 hours, any of these things happen, then you have to start taking the antibiotics. But we've got this window within which we can experiment. If your fever goes over, if this happens, if this happens, if this happens. Okay. Now, what else did we find out about him that isn't in our rubric set yet? He's super restless. Yeah, exactly. Good, Amanda. Mind restlessness. So he is super restless, cannot sit still. Now, we looked under the section of skin for carbuncles here. Because this is on his arm, what other section could we have looked in? Extremities. We could have been looking in that. Extremities, eruptions, carbuncle. And I'm going to add that in there. And let's put all these guys together. Mind restless drives him from place to place. Yeah, which you can see why, why he was given arsenicum, right? So let's see what we got here, guys. Silica, mercurius. Oh, mercurius is interesting. Arsenicum, lachesis. A lot of these are remedies that he was already given. Mercurius is really interesting. I didn't actually think of that um, when I was looking at the case. Okay, so we've got silica, which he's been given, mercurius, sulfur, which, you know, with the burning heat, belladonna, okay, uh, arsenicum he was given, lachesis he was given, rust tox, which I wouldn't have thought of in this situation, pulsatilla, calcarea, wouldn't have thought, carboveg can definitely have burning pain. And then we see anthracinum. What are the keynotes of anthracinum? Gina says it's arsenicum on steroids, right? Burning pain, ailments after some kind of uh, puncture wound, carbuncles, very large boils that burn. Uh, Tanya says black eruptions. Yeah, that's after the gangrene starts. So I actually gave him anthracinum. Wow, Virginia says, clinical note, anthracinum often in veterans of the first Gulf War. Many had boils under their arms or in the groin area because of all the vaccinations they had. Yeah, and those guys in the first Gulf War, they were given things like desert plague. They were given a lot of things. So the more local swelling there is, the more you wanna think about anthracinum. You can think of it as halfway between arsenicum and pyrogenium as a remedy that is really useful to interfere with a process that is going toward sepsis. And that was what I didn't want to see happen for this guy. His partner went and chased up a few colleagues and found 
some anthocyanin from somebody else's office locally and brought it home. And I think that he was given a 200 and took like, I asked him to do rapid dose technique where you take a dose for the way that Hahnemann says to do acute dosing, one dose every 15 minutes for an hour and then every hour for a few hours and then reassess. As soon as he started taking it, the fever went away. And the next day when I talked to him, the carbuncle was about half the size it had been. The pain was about 50% less. That night he didn't get any fever or any sweating. The restlessness was much better. And then each day after that, it was like 10 or 15% better. And it took about 10 days. But you know, this had been working in there for three weeks. Yeah. That's our case. You guys did a great job with this. Please spend some time looking in the repertory. And when you get something like a vaccine-induced injury that manifests, we will tend to have our own opinions about that medical process as something where we might focus much more narrowly. But again, the fact that anthracinum resolved it uh, shows, yes, it was appropriate for vaccination, but I've seen anthracinum also be incredibly effective for an abscess that formed after a bee sting or a fire ant bite or a uh, something that got poked, a stick that went into somebody's leg and they ended up with a local abscess. I've also seen it be useful for cats that get into fights with each other and cats have lots of bacteria in their mouth and they have really pointy teeth. And so they get into fights, which then puncture and they get these big burning abscesses. I am so glad to see all of you here. We will see you next time. Thanks for investing your time and effort into learning and using the repertory. You're invited to join us live at Monday Midday Repertory as we create these podcast episodes. Learn more about how to use the repertory with me, Karen Allen, author of the repertory tutorial and workbook, which is now an e-course at www.trinityhealthhub.com. See you next time with another repertory case.